the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment here of the Blitz on a Wednesday. Wesley Euler riding solo here. Arthur Motes will be back on Friday. No worries. No uh, reason to be concerned. Just a, a scheduled day off here for Motesy that he forgot to tell me about until after the show on Monday. It's funny. I always give him a hard time. I'm like, yeah, we'll have Moats host Wednesday, and then we we end the show. And he was like, oh, actually, I'm not going to be here on Wednesday. I was like, why did you just tell the you just tell the people that? But you know, that's how we do it around here. Sometimes we're just shooting from the hip. I want to get back to your tweets here. At uh, Wesley Euler is where you can have your uh, questions, comments, concerns, and reactions addressed by yours truly. Uh, I do want to play a little more audio for you uh, as it relates to the draft before we get out of here, but let's stick with the tweets now. We got them rolling in. Ben tweets and says, if you had to put down $100 today on who will take the first week one snap at quarterback for the Steelers, who would you predict? Hmm. I'm going to say Kenny Pickett. I just, I know what the Steelers say. And we'll, we'll hear a little bit more from Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert here in just a minute. And you can you can decide what you think. I know what they've said. You know, in terms of, yes, he he will have an opportunity to compete, but that they're, you know, they're not going to rush him. They're going to let him develop all these different things. I don't think you draft Kenny Pickett in the first round to sit. And, you know, maybe the week one caveat is real. You know, maybe it is Mitch Trubisky for the first few weeks of the season. But I just... You know, Kenny Pickett played college football for five years. He started four games at the end of his freshman year and then played for four more years as the starter. He had 50 starts at quarterback in college. You know, he's he's not one of these guys like Joe Burrow who just, you know, who sat at Ohio State and then went to LSU and, and really only played for two years and really only had the one se- I mean, there's four years of a full body of work for this guy. Plus, you know, like I said, some additional games from his freshman year from that. I just, I I don't see that as a huge bet. He's not coming out completely raw and young like Patrick Mahomes was. You know, he's more Josh Allen in that regard. Like, he was the guy for a long time. I mean, even someone like Ben, like Ben was the guy at Miami of Ohio, but I still think Pickett started like 12 more games in his college career than Roethlisberger did. So I just, you know, you heard Mike Tomlin reference that high floor that he has, and we all know it's been consensus from everybody that Kenny Pickett is the most NFL-ready quarterback in this draft class. I just, the more and more I think about it, maybe, like I said, he sits early in the season. Maybe it is Mitch Trubisky week one. And then Kenny takes over eventually, you know, sometime in October. But I just, I feel like they drafted him to be the guy. So, I'm not sure, Ben. Week one, that the week, the first week one snap is what makes it difficult. If you're asking me by the end of the season who's played more snaps, who's started more games, I'm definitely going with Kenny Pickett. But you know what? It, it I, eh, I'm, I'm now that I'm, I'm. Laying this all out, I am kind of second guessing myself and leaning towards Mitch for just for week one. Uh, Nine twenty tweets us and says Pickett needs to be the man, step up and lead. A quarterback needs to be the field general. Yeah, you you want to see that moxie from Kenny Pickett certainly, and I think the sooner he's able to galvanize that offense, the sooner we'll see him under center without a doubt. Um, <laughs> Jared tweets and said, "I heard you also had to stay up to be the emergency backup goaltender for the Penguins last night too." <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe the emergency backup defenseman. I don't know about goaltender. That would not have been pretty. Uh, I think the Rangers might have won that game. It certainly would have been. I certainly would have been. Wouldn't have been Louis Domingue out there being a hero after eating spicy pork and broccoli. <laughs> Adam tweets and says, "I'm excited to say today is my last day as a trucker. I'm returning to my passion in fitness as a personal trainer. Sadly, though, I probably won't be able to catch you guys live nearly as much. But you better believe I'll be listening to every podcast. Thanks, guys." Uh, shout out to Carter Critiques as well, too, for getting me through all these long drives. You guys are the best in the business. Yo, Adam, congratulations, dude. Follow your dreams. Pursue your passions. I don't think you'll ever regret it. And uh, it sounds like you're taking a little bit of a leap of faith here, but bet on yourself. Pursue those passions. Um, and that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Uh, we will miss you tweeting us all the time. But you better be catching the podcast. And that, of course, is the Steelers Blitz podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can subscribe there. Every single show uploaded on demand at your convenience, full free, whenever you want to listen to it. Um, so thanks for uh, for making us part of your long drives over the years. And uh, and we hope for continued success for you, Mr. Adam. TJ Watt fan tweets us and says, I could see Calvin Austin and Gunnar Olszewski splitting return snaps. Seems like a good way to get him involved. Um, you know, if he is wide receiver four. I definitely, Calvin Austin's going to have an opportunity in camp. That's going to be another one of those. Listen, there's going to be a lot of different battles that we're watching play out through training camp. It's what I'm really excited for out in Latrobe. Um, you'll have some pecking order battles in the secondary. How's everything going to shake out between Miles Jack and Devin Bush? What's things look like on the defensive line? On the offensive line, obviously, as well, too, for Kendrick Green, for Mason Cole, for James Daniels, for Kevin Dotson. All those guys are going to be competing for snaps, and certainly at the wide receiver position, and certainly on special teams as well, too. Calvin Austin versus Gunnar Olszewski. Uh, that could be a fun one to follow throughout the course of training camp. I do expect both those guys to get a crack at being the uh, the Steelers' return man. Of course, Gunner has done it at a very high level. He was an all-pro returner two years ago. Uh, Calvin Austin had a ton of success there in college as well. We all know uh, he's a track guy, so he's a burner. He's got some speed to burn, uh, certainly. So that that could be a uh, hopefully an electric competition between those two where, you know, really whoever ends up being the guy – uh, there's there's no wrong answer. Uh, hopefully they both um, have the skill set and the tools to do that successfully, and and you end up going with the one that you think has the hot hand or the one that you um, you know think just fits the game plan a little bit better. At Wesley Euler, if you want to get at me on Twitter, uh, might take a couple more tweets before we get out of here. But as we start to wind down the show a little bit, uh, Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert, I wanted to play just there. So this is the end when the when the draft is all done and dusted, right? The seventh round finished. The Steelers made all their picks. All seven guys have been selected uh, by the black and gold. Here is what Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert had to say is kind of their, you know, their overarching thoughts on the on the draft class that they were able to come away with. Take a listen, buddy. Um, bring this draft process to an end. Uh, you know, we talked about Kenny Pickett on uh, Thursday evening. Just to follow up, when Kenny came in uh, for his press conference and visitation yesterday, it, it just reaffirmed for myself um, the maturity and just a real good feeling you have about having Kenny Pickett um, be a quarterback with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sometimes you take that for granted until you get the young men in the rooms, but uh, it was great to see him and have him around. George Pickens, I know the coaches talked about him. 
Pickens is a very, very talented young man. Uh, he suffered a ACL last spring. He fought his way back. It was very impressive. You know, sometimes players in those situations, they just shut it down, uh, get healthy, and prepare for the draft. He prepared to help Georgia down the stretch, and they used them in certain packages um, in their last few games and into the playoffs and championship game. He made a big play. But it was impressive to us how he responded. And instead of putting that injury, letting that put him on the shelf, he fought through it and became a national champion. We felt real comfortable with where he was with the, the rehab uh, at his pro day, a couple months removed from the championship. Uh, it was exceptional. He did a lot of things that we thought he would have been doing had he been healthy last season. So we're very encouraged about that. The Marvin Leal, this is a talented inside, outside. He's moved all along the, the defensive line of scrimmage. We think he can play a number of positions, both in the base defense and the sub packages. Uh, quality interior rusher who also rushed from the outside last year. And he's certainly a run defender as well. Calvin Austin. Calvin is a, uh, you know, you're going to look at his size. He's, he's smaller, but he's extremely fast. I think he timed in the, on our watches in the four fours at the combine, but what coach reminded me of was, you know, this is a 200 meter guy. He's probably hitting his peak speed at 40 yards. Um, he is exceptionally fast. He can play inside and outside. He doesn't have the ideal size to play outside, but he made plays for Memphis, both in the slot and outside. And he can uh, return punts. I believe he has 29 for an 11 yard average. Connor Hayward, obviously people understand who he is. And first and foremost, that's not why we drafted him. Connor Hayward uh, was a running back at Michigan State. And really, um, I give Coach Tucker and his staff credit for taking Connor and using him in a different manner um, as an H-back tight end slash fullback. And Connor's got exceptional um, ball skills, receiving abilities for a big man. So we're excited to see what he can do um, as a tight end, as an H-back, as a special teamer. And I don't want to discount this guy one time against the University of Maryland put up, I believe it was 140-some yards in a game. Uh, so he, he's very, very talented. And uh, he's very versatile. Mark Robinson's a real interesting story. Mark was a, was a scholarship running back at Presbyterian University. Presbyterian dropped scholarships, so he looked for another opportunity, and he went to Southeast Missouri as a scholarship player. Southeast Missouri during the COVID season didn't play, so he sought, he didn't want to sit out a whole year, so he had a friend, a, a team, ex-teammate from back home at the University of Mississippi that encouraged him to come down there. He went there as a walk-on runner. Um, they gave him some looks on defense just as a scout team player. And all of a sudden, they're seeing, wait a minute, this, this young man can play defense. Uh, about midway through the season, they actually started nine games as an inside linebacker and really caught our attention. He has a, a real explosive tackling um, demeanor about him. He's, he's a very, very interesting young man and really a self-made guy. Chris Oladokun, 
is um, another guy that he was a triple transfer, started off at South Florida, went to Samford University, and then graduated from Samford and took a grad, uh, grad um, senior year at South Dakota State and really did a nice job. He ended up, I believe it was 25 touchdown passes. Uh, we had good grades on him coming out of there. He played in the NFL PA game. And we decided, look, we wanted to add another quarterback um, to our roster. And this young man, we brought him in for a pre-draft visit, very mature, very smart, uh, impressed us um, not only off the, on the field, but with his off the field um, talents and intelligence and just demeanor. Uh, you know, that wraps up the picks, right? You know, we'll be trying to sign free agents as always. And uh, the scouts will be working on that this, e this evening. We'll try to wrap it up and get ready for what's next, Coach. Yeah, I'd like to open by, by acknowledging this guy to my left here. Um, his contributions to this organization for 22-plus years uh, has been exceptional. It needs no endorsement from me. I think it quite simply it speaks for itself. Um, I've had an opportunity to come alongside this gentleman for 15 of those years, and I just want to say it has been an absolute pleasure, um, not only in terms of, res of results, um, but the process itself. Um, it's been a pleasure to come alongside him and evaluate talent and make the critical decisions. And, you know, there's a lot of challenges in our business, but the spirit in which you attack them is everything. And um, it's just been a pleasure to work with him. Um, his mark and impact on us um, will continue to be felt. Um, played out in the lives of, of the men that we selected here today. And I just wanted to say that. Thank you um, for 15 quality years right here. Right, um, and right back at the coach. I mean, that's, um, I appreciate that. And believe me, it's been a special relationship. Um, and it's, you know, you don't, you don't think about these things until <laughs> you get away from, from the task at hand. And, but there'll be time to reflect on it. But I, I share Coach's appreciation, appreciate what he and his staff and his demeanor have done for this organization. And just can't say how you know, happy I've been to be able to work beside Coach Tomlin for 15 of those 22 years and, of course, Coach Cower for those first seven. Um, we know what the task is, and we've tried to accomplish that as best we can. But, you know, we just told the – just told the personnel department and the, the coaches is it's time to you know start another year and uh, again appreciate everything but it's it's time for 2022. It hit me for a minute. Um, it's not in his DNA. I mean we tried to take him there. Um, <laughs> And he led us maybe to the doorstep. No, I mean, you know, you do think about that. And like I said, it'll hit you a little bit later. Um, but it's like a game. When a game comes to an end, um, you appreciate it and you, you think about it. But you, you really will reflect on it when it gets quiet and you're by yourself. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. I don't, you know, what do I got to do next? I don't know. But, uh, you know, of course, it means a lot. Um, the last pick. You know, again, we hope it's we hope it's the best pick, I and mean, only time will tell. Mike, did you say anything about that last pick? To him? Yeah. No, no. Um, I, I know he's not going to break character. 
And so, um, but he makes it easy to stay focused on the task at hand, which we all have, have done and will continue to do. Kevin, what are you going to do immediately? I mean, what's the, I know you're going to stay tied to like you're moving away or something, but in the next couple of weeks, how are they going to be different than the last 22? I, honestly, I don't know because for 38 years we've been doing <laughs> this and um, have enjoyed every moment of it, and I don't know what's next. None of us do. I mean, you know, we'll move into that, that process, whatever the next step is, when, you know, Art decides to continue that search and um, – We'll see where it goes and how I may or may not be able to fit into it. I, I just want to make sure that, again, I've said it before, um, whatever the next step is, if I can help and not hinder, great. Kevin, you how do you feel like you left the franchise? Uh, I don't want to say um, better than. I'm proud that we've added to that room. Um, there was four trophies. There was four when we got here, and you knew the task. Sorry, brother. You think about DMR? And being able to add to that room means a ton, but it doesn't mean it's over. The next step, I mean, we gotta, we gotta get more than, and um, we'll never lose that, but it means a lot. Will you, until a replacement is named, will you just continue in what you're doing next week, months, whatever, however long it takes? Yeah, I would anticipate, you know, we'll see, um, and again, Art will, Art will address that and bring Coach and I up to speed. Coach will be more involved with the next wave. You know, I, I made initial recommendations, and, you know, we interviewed some great people, including two great internal candidates. Um, there's a lot of people that can do this. There's probably some that can do it better. But there will be, you know, time, time will tell, and Art will dictate when, when that time is to move to the next step. He'll dictate how we want to go about it how he wants to go about it, and ultimately he'll make that decision with, you know, with whatever input he asks of us. You know, long term, not sure what's next, but immediately do you have a dinner tonight or any kind of celebration that draft has done and your last draft has done? Not really. I mean, you know, I'll go back down to the room and make sure we get the, <laughs> get the free agents all wrapped up and, you know, button things up for tonight and go home and, spend time with Janice, my wife, and see where life goes. Hey, Kev, uh, today specifically, when you had the lull between about the fifth, was there anything that you were hunting for that you would have liked to have gotten that you didn't have, a defensive back or an offensive lineman? Oftentimes, you walk away from the draft at least one of those in each position. Yeah, I mean, every time you go into a draft, you wish you had more than. And you reflect back on why you didn't have that fifth round pick. I mean, that was a swap of five and sevens with the Jets that we did for uh, Avery Williamson after, after we had lost Devin Bush. Uh, we had traded for a veteran linebacker. And, and, you know, Avery did a nice job filling in that year. He gave us what he could. 
Um, when you trade away a fifth that we did next year, you know, that was for Akella Witherspoon, and, and Spoon came in, gave us a year of service, and now he's under contract for two more. So you always reflect on what you got with that pick, and it makes up for some of it. Um, when we didn't have the first round pick that we had traded from Minka, um, we're very comfortable in not having that pick and having Minka. So you, you understand there may be that law, and you wish you could have, but reality is you, you didn't. And um, again, coming away with seven picks, it was good. And again, that fifth or that seventh that we got back, um, you know, that's for uh, Oladokun. So Oladokun, I got to get to say it right. Mike, Mike, you have lots of numbers at those positions, defensive back and offensive line. Like the competition that's capable there without adding to it this weekend? Yeah, and we added to those to that mix in free agency. And there's two ways, obviously, that we add to our talent pool, free agency and draft. And we felt really comfortable with what we were able to do in free agency in both rooms. Mike, when you called um, Connor Hayward, did you deliberately not want to tip off Cam, but then you called him right after that? It was none of Cam's business. Um, Cam just happens to be his big brother. Um, it, but I say that, and I mean it. Um, Connor's resume speaks for itself. Um, he's a Swiss Army knife. He's very talented. He has a, he has a nice skill set. Um, he's a capable runner. He's a capable blitz pickup guy. Um, he's very good in terms of the screen game, timing and feel. He made some plays down the field as a tight end in that offense. He's a physical guy. Um, we imagine that he could be an offensive contributor in teams. And so, and so um, he was very worthy of that consideration, and I didn't want to water that down in any way by including Big Brother. You guys, are up to four sets of bro you guys are up now to four sets of brothers. Is that the cap on brother sets on this roster? Or find a couple more? You know, we, we value the intangible quality. And when you're doing business with one, it, it, it probably gives you an indication about the intangible quality of, of the other. And, and, and we're all continually trying to measure that which we cannot. And, and, and that probably is what drives us toward the brother game. But the guys that we do business with, uh, they're here on their own merits and their own capabilities. Uh, in some instances, they just happen to be brothers. How much do you enjoy that part of this process, going to make those phone calls? It's nothing like it. There's nothing like being a part of someone's story. Um, you know, I, I, I think Kenny said it. That phone call was a culmination of a life's work. And I have respect and appreciation for that, and I, I make that call in that spirit. What are your thoughts on the two receivers you added, kind of their styles that they'll bring to your offense? Really excited about them. Uh, very different guys, but you need differing skill sets in the receiver room. Uh, Kevin outlined Pickens and why we're excited about him. Quite frankly, we just think there's a heck of a lot more meat on that bone. Um, his talent was very evident. His health was very evident at his pro day. We got a bird's eye view of, a, of an extended workout at that pro day and we're really comfortable um, with what we saw. Um, the things that he's been able to do and the, and the pedigree that he brings is exciting. We were equally as pleased with Calvin. Calvin's a smaller guy, a stop-start guy, um, punt return capable. Um, it seems like over the last several years, uh, the offensive skill position at Memphis, I mean, they've had a lot of dynamic playmakers, and he's just uh, the latest. And, and we're excited to add him, and, and he brings a differing skill set, a guy that probably works inside as a potential jet sweeper and some of those things. And so we're excited about 
getting to know the things that we can anticipate them being good at, but also not having them in a box and being open to be pleasantly surprised by some things that they might bring. Um, Pickens is a big guy that has little guy stop starter. We were excited about that, so we're not pinning him in a box in that way. Uh, Calvin is a little guy who made some plays outside down the field. And so uh, we'll, we'll put those guys into the mix and coach them up, and, and we're excited about uh, what they potentially bring us. Is it safe to say they bring some explosive components to the game? I, I think um, anytime we're hunting at the receiver position, that's what we're looking for. It just comes in varying shapes and sizes. Kevin, Mike, Mike mentioned before about addressing the offensive line and free agency. Was that always the plan, or is that where you felt the more bang for your buck would be to get free agent offensive linemen and then go somewhere else in the draft? Is that always the plan? I mean, when we went into the free agency, we had hoped for that. And again, coming away with you know two guys that are center guard capable and having Kendrick Green and that same um, same talent pool is comforting because you have three guys that can play uh, center and guard and collectively that's nine years worth of service that we we have from that group so that lessened the desire to add to the interior um, to that and there's only certain things you can do again if we had more picks maybe you add more players but we felt we needed to add or wanted to add more players mm -hmm. in different spots Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin there putting a bow on the 2022 NFL Draft. Kevin Colbert's last as GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We've said it a few times already, but a big shout-out to Mr. Colbert. 22 years, two Super Bowls, three AFC titles, only one losing season, handful of Hall of Famers, uh, just an incredible career. And thanks to Kevin Colbert for uh, for all the memories that he's brought to Steelers fans uh, across the country, across the world. One or two more tweets here before we go. Wesley Euler with you here wrapping up the Steelers Blitz. The lit one, Rebecca says, need to brag for a second. My boys, Waynesburg Middle School track team won the Raider Invitational and went undefeated this season. Well, big shout out to the Waynesburg Middle School track team. Undefeated. Never lost. I'm actually um, going to my sister's senior night tonight. My sister senior in high school. I've shared this on the show before, but she's running track and cross country at WVU next year. Stud athlete, D1 athlete, no big deal. So yeah, she's got her senior day later today. I'll be a little emotional at that one. My baby sister, is she finishing up high school? But let's go Waynesburg Middle School track. Let's go Mars track as well too. Steeler Nation 920. Last one here says, who you got? Edmonds or Ryan Clark, I think Edmonds is good, but not that good. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Clark, that, that's tough, right? Ryan Clark was a just a, a very solid safety. He was, you know, he, he wasn't Hall of Fame caliber, but he was, man, he was one of those really good players that you need on championship winning teams. And obviously just the chemistry and the way that him and Palomalu played together, uh, it's tough to beat Ryan Clark. The big hits and and everything. I do think though, like I would I would say Ryan Clark, but I I think it's pretty clear too from just those of you who listen to the show know this and us discussing the strong safety position and Edmonds and everything throughout this entire process. I think Edmonds is a good player. I I again I don't think he's a future Hall of Famer or anything like that, but I think he's a good player and I think the Steelers to have that guy as a starter for just two point five million dollars. I think that's a steal. I think I think his production, his value on field, his worth to the Steelers' defense is way more than that number. 
So good business. Um, by Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, Brandon Hunt, and company. Obviously, we'll be keeping an eye on uh, who could be the next Steelers general manager to take Kevin Colbert's place. But that's going to do it for me today. Uh, Thanks to everybody for your tweets, for your participation, rocking and rolling with me here on a different Wednesday. But on Friday, we'll be back. Motsi will be back. We'll have a full show. We'll have Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We'll get to more of your reaction as well, too. So you guys enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Be good out there. Oh, you know what? (laughs) By the next time I talk the ends on Friday, I mean the John Mayer concerts Thursday night. I tell you what, last night, triple overtime game for the Penguins. A little bit tired today. Friday, I'll have a Penguins game and a John Mayer concert. We'll be a little bit tired, but we'll get through it together as we always do on a Friday. Enjoy the rest of the week, everybody, and I'll talk to you soon. As always, you know where to find us. It's on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.